10 things I wish I knew before starting my business. Number one, starting your own business will be the hardest thing and the most rewarding thing you can ever imagine. You will work harder than you've ever worked at any job. And when you get wins, they will be much more satisfying than any wins you've ever had working for an employer. At the same time, it's very difficult to separate your emotions from the things that are happening with your company because it's like your baby, especially if it's your first one. You know what I mean? And especially if you're the type of person that really, you know, takes things seriously and wants to win. So you have to be willing and understanding to the fact that this is something that's going to take up much more energy, much more mental space. You know, it's going to occupy your sleep and things like that when you're excited, when things aren't going well. And you have to have, you know, the uh, mental and emotional fortitude to see that through, to be able to stick that out because it is very challenging. So, you know, a lot of people go into doing business and they don't know that that's what's awaiting them. And then when they confront, you know, like um, setbacks or if they have really big, you know, wins or really big months, they're doing really well. And then all of a sudden they fall into a number of months where things aren't going well because a lot of businesses are cyclical. You know, they they have months that everything goes well and they have months where everything slows down. A lot of people don't, you know, take these things into account or they just don't know from lack of experience. And then when they encounter these things, they feel like they've failed. And so that's a big one, knowing that the highs and the lows are much more um, impactful than they are when you work a job. Number two, don't listen to the naysayers. They're usually friends and family. Ignore them and ignore your own negative thoughts and fears. When you go into business for yourself, what goes on inside your head is probably the number one determining factor as to whether or not you will succeed. If you can't convince yourself that this is something that you really want to do and that you're willing to sacrifice whatever it takes and you're going to ignore um, everyone telling you that it's crazy, that it's not a good idea, that why would you do that? That's never going to work. All that type of negativity. If you could possibly do it, it's better to not tell anyone at all. You know, don't tell your friends and family that you're doing a business because when you're first starting out, this is something that you've never done. They're going to speak to your lack of experience. They're going to talk about all these hearsay stories and rumors and things that they've heard. But the reality is, is that if they haven't done it themselves and they haven't been successful, they're not good reference points to listen to. The people that you want to listen to when it comes to business are people who have been successful in business, not people who have never launched a business or people who have only launched businesses that failed. Those are the worst people to listen to because they don't know what they're talking about. They weren't able to make it happen. Not only that, people, when they see you trying to achieve something that they're not, it's a challenge to them personally. A lot of people take it as a slight because if they see you achieve, then they automatically feel worse about themselves because they're not trying to achieve or they weren't able to. It's the whole crabs in a bucket type of thing. You take a bunch of crabs, you throw them in a bucket, and usually they're going to try and pull any crab that's trying to climb out back into the bucket. Number three, be the best at one thing. Become a specialist of one sellable skill. Specialists always make way more money than generalists. If you've ever been to the doctor and you go see your family physician, he probably makes something in the area of $150,000 to $250,000 a year. But if you've ever gone to see, you know, like an ear, nose and throat doc, he's making 500 grand plus probably. 
If you ever go to see a heart surgeon, he's probably making a million dollars a year. I know for a fact that radiologists usually make somewhere in the area of 900,000 plus. Why is a family doc who can diagnose a whole bunch of diseases making a quarter of what all of these other specialists make? The reason being is because the guys who specialized had to do more education. They get to see more cases of very specific natures. So they have more experience. They have greater expertise. And so they get to have long waiting lists. You got to see a general doctor. You could probably see him the same day or a few days after to see a specialist. Sometimes you'll wait months. It's because they have a higher demand. And the whole idea of supply and demand is the more something is in demand, the higher the price. And so specialists work the same way. If you're the guy that only does Facebook ads, you're much more special than the person who does Facebook ads and Instagram ads and LinkedIn ads and YouTube ads and Google ads. That guy does a little bit of everything. He's probably not an expert at much of it. But the guy who only does Facebook ads in a very short period of time becomes a very good Facebook advertiser. And that could be anything, whatever the area of expertise that you choose to go into, the services that you want to sell, whether it's e-commerce, whether it's affiliate marketing, whether it's client consulting in a specific area, specialize in one thing. When you focus all of that energy into one thing, you're going to accomplish much more in a shorter amount of time, and you're going to be able to charge much more for the expertise that you have acquired. Do not be a generalist. Don't try to figure out how to do every single thing for your business all on your own. The things that you're not good at, just pay someone who is good. There's Fiverr, there's Upwork, there's a million websites out there for you to get people to do tasks for you that won't consume your time, will cost very little money in general, and will allow you to stay focused on what it is that you need to be the best at. Number four, get a mentor. Find, follow, and build a relationship with your mentor. It's like pressing fast forward on your road to success. Why? Because normally when you have something that you've never done before, you have to start banging your head and falling and scraping your knee and trying to figure out how it is that you do this thing. But with a mentor, you're having someone take you by the hand and a lot of times carry you over the pitfalls that you would normally fall into because you're trying to acquire experience. In this case, you're paying someone to be able to siphon their experience and apply it to your own business, apply it to your own journey. And so a lot of times people think, oh no, I'm not gonna pay somebody, I'll figure it out for myself. You probably will. If you're a smart person and you're dedicated, you'll definitely figure it out. The question is, will you have figured it out in three months, six months, three years, five years? How long will it take you to figure it out? And all that time that you're spending figuring it out is time that you're not making money. You're in business to make money. So if you can pay someone and they can fast forward you up the road to the point where you're starting to get customers, you're starting to get clients, you're starting to make sales, instead of spending six months trying to figure out something so that you can get to the point where you can start making sales, it's a no-brainer. At the same time, when you're starting to run your business, you have to find a mentor. Mentors will usually have a course and you have to watch those courses a number of times. Because people think, oh, I'll purchase this course from my mentor and then I'll start asking my mentor a bunch of questions. But the reality is, is that the first time, even the second time that you've watched all of that material that they're trying to teach you, you're just familiar with it. You don't know it. When you watch it a third, a fourth, a fifth time, yes, it's repetitious. It's costing you time. It's work to continue to repeat something that you think you know. But the difference is being familiar with it versus knowing it 
back to front. Like when people watch a movie and they can say the words of the characters in different scenes, that's knowing it. And when you know your area of expertise on that level, that makes you very different from someone who's kind of just familiar with concepts. Your customers will know this, they'll see this, and it will make a difference in how fast and how well your business progresses. Number five, leaders are readers. Read at least three books in your chosen niche and watch your training courses at least three to four times minimum. So what do I mean by that? If you choose a niche, you have to choose a niche. You have to choose something that you're going to specialize in, right? We were talking about that earlier. Once you've read at least three books front to back, you know more than 90% of people out there will ever know about that topic. And so that automatically to most people, especially to customers who are coming to you for your expertise, that makes you an expert because you're already very familiar with terminology, with concepts, with the ideas. Maybe you've already done a couple of projects. It will give you a level of knowledge that sets you apart from the average person. And the average person is the person that's coming to you to be a customer. Number six, commit to stop wasting time. Eliminate Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, and all the other time-wasting habits, the video games, Fortnite, Call of Duty, all that crap. Use that time to build your business. This will dramatically improve your chance of success. This even applies to procrastination. When you have a bunch of things that you need to work on in your business and you find yourself going out and doing all these tasks, you know, errands around the house, cleaning the house, making these big elaborate meals, all the things that you do to avoid having to get down to work. You're not used to running a business. You're not used to reprogramming your mind and focusing on making progress so that you can be successful. What you're used to is some other lifestyle. You don't have a successful business yet, so you're used to doing something else. And that's what you're going to default back to every time. You're going to say, oh, I can work on that later. And you're going to go sit down and watch some Netflix. Or you're going to go and hang out with some friends and have a few beers. Those are all things that you need to understand are wasting time. Calculate how much money you want to make in a year. Divide that by basically 2,100 hours. And that'll tell you how much money you want to make per hour. Now, once you know that number, let's say it's $100 an hour. Every show that you watch or every hour of gaming that you do or every hour that you spend hanging out with friends is $100 an hour. And the reality is that that's some super low number, $100 an hour, if you're running your own business. It should probably be something in the area of thousands of dollars per hour. And so that's the time that you're giving over to these activities that aren't going to bring you closer to your success. Number seven, all business is sales. If you have a problem with that, you need to reprogram your mind. The reason businesses exist is to get sales. If you don't have sales, you don't have a business. You have a hobby. And this can go on for years. You'll hear people talking about, oh, I have a business. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And they do all this busy work, but they never do sales. And they're at all these networking events and they're on these meetups and they're doing all this stuff that's making them feel like they're actually doing something. But are they making sales? Because that's all that business is. It doesn't matter what business you're talking about. It doesn't matter if you sell shoes, cars, homes or services. If you're not closing sales, you're not in business. You have a hobby and you will soon be out of business and your hobby will cost you more money and more time and it'll eventually fall out of love with it. And then you'll go move on to some other idea, but you'll still not be making any money because you're not focused on sales. Oh, how I wish I had understood this when I first got into doing my own business. 
Busy work is not sales, okay? Focus on sales. Forget about the idea that all salesmen are sleazy. Forget about the idea that you're taking advantage of people. Forget about the idea that, you know, sales is whatever it is that you think of it. Sales is simply helping someone solve a problem. People have a problem. You have a solution. You charge them money to provide them your solution. That's it. That's simply what sales is. You can, you know, expound upon all these ideas of what sales is, but sales is the reality of there's a problem, you have a solution, you charge so that people can have access to your solution. The idea being here is that you're improving people's lives when you share with them what your solution is. The only thing where you have to worry about whether sales is good or bad is if you're trying to sell your solution to someone who doesn't have that problem. We've already figured out that you're going to specialize in something. You're going to specialize in solving a specific set of problems. All you have to do is focus on getting people who have that specific set of problems to do business with you. If that's what you're doing, there is no reason why you should have an issue with doing sales. When you tell your friends about a nice place to eat and the food is really good, you're selling. When you tell your friends about a movie that you saw that you thought it was great and they should check it out, you're selling. Or when you try to convince your significant other that you want to go to Cancun instead of going to London, you're selling. Every time you try to get someone to take on your ideas, to value your opinion, or to see things your way, you're selling. So don't think that you don't have the ability to sell. We're all born being natural salesmen because we all want people to come over to our way of thinking things. The idea here is we want people to understand that our solution really does solve this particular problem and they should give us money so that we can do that for them. That's it. Number eight, customer service is the secret sauce to a great business. Take care of your customers and they'll take care of you. It's also free advertising. When you see businesses that do well over the long haul, generally speaking, they are going to have some sort of a customer service plan in place. Some companies are exceptional at customer service, you know, like Zappos, for instance, where they'll talk to you on the phone for hours and hours and hours, and they won't even get in trouble. Those reps on the phone don't get in trouble if you don't buy anything. But if they try to get you off the phone or if they try to push you too hard to buy something, that can get them in trouble because they consider themselves a customer service company first. And that's great. I'm not saying that you have to go to those extremes. But what I am saying is if you take care of your customers, they will become evangelists for your business. One is it's very easy to sell to people who have already purchased from you, especially when you treat them right. They'll just keep coming back because it becomes the default. They already trust you. They've already done business with you. They're just going to do business with you again and again. Then they're going to go and they're going to tell friends about their positive experiences. And some of them are going to fall in love with you and tell everyone about your company because they just love you that much. That's free advertising. So when you do business, treat your customers well. I'm not saying let them abuse you. I'm not saying bend over backwards and take on this concept that the customer is always right, even when you're dealing with abusive customers. But I am saying always give service with a smile. Always try to go the extra mile. Number nine, get good at saying no. No special discounts, no unpaid meetings, no unpaid work, etc. Those are all things amateurs do, and it costs them in money, time, and self-respect. Say no to bad clients, and you'll have more time for good ones. Take Apple, for instance. When Steve Jobs was running Apple, 
How many products did they actually launch? Not a whole lot. Yet, this is the most valuable company in the world, and they revolutionized a number of industries. But Steve Jobs had thousands, thousands of engineers working for him. And each of those engineers was part of a team who had an engineering manager or director or whatever the case may be. So Steve Jobs had dozens of engineering directors coming at him with ideas all day long, every day. So how many products could they have actually launched if they wanted to? But you know what? Steve Jobs was excellent at saying no. And so he only said yes to the absolute most innovative, revolutionary, high quality products. Now, some people will argue with that and say that they hate Apple, whatever the case may be. My point to you is, is that Steve Jobs said no so much, and he only said yes to things like the iPhone and the iPod and iTunes, these huge billion dollar products and services. All the other small ideas, all the other medium ideas, all the other good ideas got tossed away. Now, applying this to your small business, what you're going to find is that people are always going to be talking about discounts. Listen, you're not a furniture store. You're not a mattress store. You're not a car dealership. Why are you talking about discounts? You're lowering the value of what you do. And if this is your business, you're talking about who you are. So you're lowering your own personal value. It's not necessary unless you're in one of these particular industries where the discount is absolutely required. If you're going to a meeting, why are you going to a meeting in person if you're not charging by the hour for being present? People are always going to say, hey, come by here. Let's do this. Let's meet up, blah, blah, blah. And then you're going to spend all this time making no money, but spending gas, spending time, having to buy lunches, all this kind of stuff. Cut all of that out. There are a million people out there who are willing to give you high ticket offers, high ticket value, willing to pay you a bunch of money sight unseen without ever seeing your face, without ever you having to be present. All you have to do is get on the phone. Don't go doing, you know, spec work, comp work. All of that is nonsense that amateurs do. All of that is stuff for people who don't know how to make money and don't know how to make sales. Organizations that are strong, that make great sales, they usually don't do those things. So you're going to go and you're going to do free work to hopefully maybe get the job. But there's a bunch of industries out there. There's a bunch of companies out there that are just going to ask for your proposal or your spec work or your project, you know, all those things to take your ideas and then give it to the people that they currently work with. Don't give away free work. Number 10, make time for family. Now, whether you're married and you have a family and kids and all that kind of stuff or you're not, this still applies. You have people who are important to you in your life. And a lot of times when you're doing business, the business consumes you and there is no time for those people. But the problem with that is, is that the business is always going to be there. But if you have kids, the kids grow up really fast. You'll be surprised how fast your kid goes from being born to being 15 years old. It goes by like a flash of lightning. Don't spend it in front of the computer trying to make money. When the kid is out of the house, you're still going to have time to make more money. And yes, you want to you know, pay the bills and take them on vacation, all that kind of stuff. But you can do that without neglecting them. So make time for family. And the bonus, eat right, exercise, and sleep. Taking care of yourself improves your performance, and that means it is a good investment for your business. You spend money on tools, you'll spend money on conferences, you'll spend money on extra learning and education and mentors and all this kind of stuff. 
but you'll run yourself ragged, you'll eat like trash, and you'll barely ever sleep, and so you're not getting the best performance. So by taking care of yourself, you're investing in your business. You're giving it the best and most powerful tool it can possibly have, which is its CEO. That's you. So take care of yourself while you build your business. That's it. I hope that helps. See you in the next one.